Hi, this is Terry Dismore, and you're listening to the Quiz the Diz podcast. Terry brings years of experience in consulting, management, leadership, and life. In this podcast, Terry answers questions about these topics, bringing wisdom from a kingdom perspective. Our website is quizthediz.com. Now here's the Diz. Hi, and welcome to the fifth episode of Quiz the Diz. I'm Terry Dismore, and so glad to have you here with me this week. Last week, we talked about who do you think you are, about getting to know who you are and who you are supposed to be. And we're going to talk about vision this week, but one of the things that came up after last week's episode was this question. Well, what if you have doubts about who you are? Hey, let me tell you something. Everybody has doubts about who they are. I do. And most everybody I know does. Now, there are a few people that are just, man, they're really sure. They've got everything in their head about who they are. But most people have a doubt or two about who they are. And that can cause problems from time to time. So that's why it's important to take a few minutes when you're thinking about who you are and think, okay, where are the problems with what what I think? Now, I know that sounds like, well, I, you know, I don't have any problems. Well, the truth is we all have some problems. The truth is that we all are a little bit less than we think we are, and we're a little bit more than other people tell us we are. Now, let me say that again. We're a little bit less than we think we are and a little bit more than other people tell us that we are. Now, we've had people, and you've probably had people, speak into your life and be like, well, you know, you're not all that in a bag of chips. And then you're like, well, yes, I am. There's arguments that go on, and that's where the doubts come in. Well, as I told you when I started this podcast, we're going to discuss things from a kingdom of God perspective very often. And one of the things I'd like to point out is that doubt is not a fruit of the Spirit of God. Doubt is not a fruit of the Spirit of God. Doubt comes from the enemy. That's what the devil planted in Eve's head the very first question that was ever asked. Did God really say... Well, yes, God really did say that, but the devil planted a doubt. So when you find yourself having a lot of doubts about who you are, go back to the source. Go back to the one who made you and ask him, okay, who am I? Who do you say that I am? And that's what all of last week was about. Who do you say I am? Ask God about it. He'll tell you, he'll show you, and he'll show you texts in the Bible. He'll show you strengths that you have. You know, he's given you Uh, certain talents and abilities that nobody else on the planet has. They certainly don't have them to the same level that you do. Now, there are people better than you. There are people not as good as you, but there's nobody just like you on the planet. And this isn't me saying, hey, everybody gets a participation trophy. No, that's not what I'm saying at all. What I'm saying is God made you with a specific set of skills, and that sounds like the beginning to a movie, but it's not really. God did make you with a specific set of skills. So let me encourage you that as you're thinking about who you think you are and you begin to get doubts, that's just the enemy coming in and going, you're not all that. Well, the truth of the matter is you are who God says you are. So ask him. He'll be glad to tell you. And it can take a little while. You know, one of the things I have people do a lot of times is read Psalm 139 out loud for a month. Now, I don't mean every minute for a month, but every night, go somewhere you can read out loud and read Psalm 139 out loud. And let me tell you why. That psalm has a lot of information about who God says you are. Now, it's real broad, and it'll get focused as time goes on, but it's a great way to start. My wife, Nay, and I have done that for years, had people read Psalm 139, and it's really helped a lot of people. 
So do it for a month and read it out loud. It's very important that you read it out loud. So last week when I was talking about who do you think you are, I said the next week, today, we're going to talk about vision. And vision is one of my favorite subjects. I can't believe how many people operate without vision. So what does the dictionary say that vision is? It is the ability to think about or plan the future with imagination or wisdom. Let me say that again. It's the ability to think about or plan the future with imagination or wisdom. Now, I've got another definition that's going to come up in a couple of minutes from a more kingdom perspective, but for now, let's talk about that just for a moment or so. So, have you ever thought about your future? And if you have thought about your future, has the immediate thought that's come up been like, oh, <laughs> I'm a little afraid. Well, you know, most people are. Most people have a little bit of trepidation about what's going to happen in the future. And you think about what we've been through in this uh, this year. All of us are like, oh, my gosh, what's the next week going to ha- What's tomorrow going to hold? Well, the fact of the matter is God's already been there. He already knows, and none of this surprises him. But we probably haven't thought that far ahead. I mean, if somebody told you on March the 15th that come Thanksgiving, we're going to still have restrictions on our freedoms, Would you have said, well, yeah, oh, yeah. No, we were told it was a couple of weeks. And why were we told it was a couple of weeks? Well, there are people that have various ideas about that. But the main reason we were told a couple of weeks is because if somebody had said November, nobody would have gone for it. Everybody would have been like, "Eh, no, that's, that's not happening. So we have to be able to think about our future and plan for it with imagination or wisdom. Now, the definition says imagination or wisdom. I like to say imagination and wisdom because imagination is something that God gave you. Think about what the word means. It's the ability to make an image. It's the ability to make an image, to come up with an image in your head that says, oh, this is what this is supposed to look like. And wisdom is is knowledge from God, godly understanding and wisdom, all right? That's what we want in this case. Now, why do I keep bringing God up? Well, because that's how I think about things. So you're not listening to this podcast to get a generic answer. This is how I think about things, and this is how I encourage people to think about things, is what does God have to say about it? Now, George Barna is a person that does a lot of surveying of people, and he's done a lot within Christian circles. And here's what he says vision is. Vision is a clear and precise mental portrait of a preferable future imparted by God to his chosen servant based on an accurate understanding of God, self, and circumstances. Well, that's a lot, right? Vision is a clear and precise mental portrait of a preferable future imparted by God to his chosen servant, based on an accurate understanding of God, self, and circumstances. So let's talk about that. First of all, it's clear and precise. And what did I just say a minute ago? When it's an imagination, you're getting an image. It's a mental portrait of the future of a preferable future, something that you would prefer happening, okay? Or maybe you'd prefer happening in your business. The second thing is, it's imparted by God to his chosen servant. Now, that gets a little technical sometimes. People are like, well, how do you know it's imparted by God? Well, I'm going to tell you this. If you have a God-sized vision, it's going to require two things. First of all, it's going to require you. God's not going to give it to somebody else. Now, I had that happen to me one time. God gave me a vision for something, and I got let go from the job after a couple of years. And I thought, well, that's uh, that's over. And it took God about two years for him to go, wait a minute, I didn't change my mind. I didn't change my mind when you got let go. And so what does that mean? 
the vision's still there because he's only going to give it to one person. Now, if you say no to it, he may go and say, well, I'm going to give it to somebody else. But it's up to you to say no to it. And the other thing that's required for a God vision is this, God. If you can do it on your own, it doesn't require him. So it's something that's beyond your abilities, but it incorporates your abilities. And here's the reason I think God gives it to one person is because one person is uniquely identified as the person God calls on to carry out that vision. I don't think he gives it to a committee. I was having a conversation with a guy at a car dealership, a large car dealership in a western state, and I said, so you're working on your vision, huh? And he goes, yeah, yeah, we sure are. We're having committee meetings about that right now. And I'm like, committee meetings? And he trusted me, and he said, well, yeah, I'm, I'm having committee meetings. I want every, everybody to buy in on it. Now, we know how important it is to get people to buy in on a vision, and I get that. But here's the problem with that, is that they can't buy in on something that they don't have. Only one person is given a vision. I firmly believe that. I believe that's been true with hundreds of entrepreneurs over the years. I believe it was true with Thomas Edison. I think it was true with Steve Jobs. I think it was true with Bill Gates. I know it was true with Abraham Lincoln. He's the only one, only one, that was provided with the vision of getting us out of slavery as a president. Now, it cost him dearly, as you know. And then I'll tell you one other that had a good, clear, precise vision, and that was Jesus. Do you ever wonder what the three years leading up to the crucifixion were about? That was a demonstration of what the kingdom is supposed to be like, how we're supposed to live, what we're supposed to do. And the disciples needed to know that because they were going to take his vision and carry it forward. He knew from the day he started his ministry that he wasn't going to be here to finish his ministry. He finished the task that he was sent for, and he set us free from sin But the disciples are the one that spread the gospel around the world. It wasn't him. And why is that? Well, it's because vision is always given to one person. But that one person may not be the one that gets to carry it out. Even Abraham Lincoln, yeah, the Civil War was won while he was still alive, but it was shortly after that that he was assassinated, and he didn't get to carry it out. Steve Jobs, clear vision. Didn't get to carry it all the way out. Bill Gates, at some point, knew that he was in over his head and brought in other people to run Microsoft. And Thomas Edison. Now, Thomas Edison is an interesting uh, figure in that he had all these visions, and he brought scientists and engineers and stuff from all over that would work on what he wanted to produce. He took credit for it, but for the most part, it was somebody else that did the work. But again, he was the one that imparted the vision. He's the one that painted a clear mental portrait of what needed to be carried out. Uh, My uh, pastor, Gary Cassie, he, he mentions all the time this. Here's how to tell whether you've got a vision or not, whether you've seen what you're supposed to be doing, and that is this. Think of a green tree. Got a pretty clear picture of what that looks like, right? How about a blue Volkswagen Okay. Uh, yeah, okay. I can see that. Might be a little bit different than my blue Volkswagen, but it's your blue Volkswagen. It's okay. All right. Think about this. Think about a business generating a million dollars a year. Oh, and as for some of you, that's already happening. But for others, that's way off in the future, if ever. That'll never happen in your mind. And here's the little, little known fact. As long as you think that, you're absolutely right. It never will happen. So that's why vision is important. It's an image that you get in your head about where you want to be. Now, it could be something that is short-term or long-term, 
but it's something that you have to have in your head to get started. Remember the guy I told you about a minute ago that we were talking about the vision for his company, and he said he's having committee meetings for it? Well, let me go on and tell you the rest of that story. I said, okay, here's the problem with that. It needs to come from you. You own the place. You're the one that has to have the vision for the place. So let's discuss that a little bit. And he said, okay. And I said, what do you do here? And he said, well, we sell new cars. Uh-huh. What else? Uh, used cars. Okay. We service cars. Uh, we work on cars that have been wrecked. And uh, a couple other things that has to do with cars. And I said, okay, so your vision is to make people mobile. That's all you do. You don't do anything else. You're not going to have a shoe shine stand in your car dealership. You might, but... That's not what you're there for. You're not going to make hamburgers there. Again, you might, but that's not what you're there for. It's got to go toward carrying out vision. That's what vision is about. A good, clear, precise mental portrait of a preferable future imparted by God to his chosen servant based on an accurate understanding of God, self, and circumstances. So, again, you've got to understand who God is who he says you are, and what circumstances you're in. Now, everybody's circumstances are a little bit different. Uh, I, I have a different set of jobs, a particular set of skills, as I said a few minutes ago, that you don't have. But you've got a particular set of skills that I don't have. So we have to have that clear, precise mental portrait that has to do with God, self, and circumstances. So what does a vision do? Well, we're going to talk about that as the weeks go on. Vision has specific things that it does, and we'll talk about that next week. So would you do me a favor? Would you subscribe to the podcast? Would you share the podcast or tell a friend about it? Rate and review the podcast wherever you get it. If you get it on Apple, if you get it on Google, wherever you get it, please rate and review. Call me with a question. You can record your question at 614 614- 382 2582. 614 382 2582. Or write me an email at terry at quizthediz.com. Next week, got a vision? Now, what do you do with it? The Quiz the Diz podcast is produced by Prosper Leadership. Our website is quizthediz.com or you can reach us at 614 382 2582. Thanks for listening, and be sure to subscribe and let your friends know about Quiz the Diz.